Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my scorching girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is June 27th, 1997. And it is a hot one. It is. It's over 100 degrees outside right now. So, it, If it sounds, if the audio quality sounds different or weird to you, it's because we had to move our equipment to a different room, which is cooler than the room that we usually record in. And if you hear a weird noise in the background, that's just our air conditioning unit trying to save us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much. I don't think you can really hear it, but... But anyway, uh, speaking of hot, though, what a hot episode of 90210 this was. I wouldn't really say it was a hot episode. Uh, it was a creepy episode. Valerie getting all violated. You know, it bothers me. Yeah. Like, why do the writers keep changing the characters? Like, all of a to sudden... Whatever they want to do. She's been a giant evil whore... Yeah. Like, since she got on the show. And now she's all, like, virtuous and, and like, we're supposed to feel sorry for her and stuff. They which, made up last episode, so her character is completely changed now. They, they who? Her and, her and Tori Spelling. Okay. The producer's daughter. <laughs> so they, now she's allowed to be a good character again. Right. And Okay, so she's... I guess we're starting with Valerie. Sure. She's in a marketing class. Yeah. Led by <clears throat> fucking bro douchebag extraordinaire. <laughs> who's like, yeah, you know what? Why don't you, uh, why don't you sell some uh, Coors Light by having some fucking hot babes sitting by a pool and uh, playing some, some fucking Van Halen in the background. Yeah, he's talking about how... It's, you know, it sells things if a uh, girl's looking sexy and licking her lips and things. And the, the the problem, though, is he's not wrong. No. Like he says, sex sells. That's true. The reporter girl's like, you know, you're talking about fucking misogyny and objectifying women and it's not really cool. And you're talking about it like it's cool. And he's like, man, well, sex sells, you know, this is a marketing class, not an ethics class. <laughs> you fucking whore. Um... But she's right in the sense that he's speaking about it, like, gleefully. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a pig. He's a giant pig. We know this yeah. as the episode goes on. So Apparently his wife's dead, which I guess justifies everything. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's a lie, too. But um, right. Valerie apparently was late to class, and she wants to go apologize. And when she says that, because, you know, we're familiar with Valerie... I think she's going to try to, like, sleep with him or something. Like, she's going to try to, like, use sex for power because that's what she does. She's got a crush on David now, though. Okay, so she had a crush on Brandon and she had a crush on Dylan. And, like, that didn't prevent her from using her pussy to get what she wants. <laughs> Just saying. Whatever happened to Jonesy? Jonesy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She was, like... I, you know, you you need to do jobs for me, like, in the future. She's like, yeah, I will. That was under that. She's just gone. Maybe one day when they run out of storylines, they'll bring him back. I miss Jonesy. Just a guy <laughs> that's like, just a guy that thinks he's doing an episode of the A-Team or something like that. <laughs> just, a, a, just a very misplaced character and an actor that's just not 
familiar with the show and not doing anything like the show. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so she goes to talk to the professor. And he tries, by the way, though, twice to blow her off. <laughs> he really does. He wants her to blow him off, it turns out. So she's like, you know, hey, I'm sorry I was late, and I really like your class. When are we going to get our midterms back? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he invites her to a seminar that he's speaking at, which doesn't ring any danger bells immediately, but then he says... He says, he says it's at a fucking hotel. Right. So then it's like, oh, it's a Valerie, so they're going to have sex. Still where my mind is that she's going to go along with it. And I knew... Because I know the virtuousness of Valerie. <laughs> right. I said that she was gonna she was gonna not she was gonna say no. That he wanted to have sex with her and that he she was gonna say no and then she was gonna get a bad grade because of it. And that is that is what happened. Yeah. She goes to the seminar, he asks if he can buy her a drink. Yeah. Which is really inappropriate. And, yeah, at at that point Valerie in real life. Now, obviously, none of this is her fault. And when this actually happens to real women, it's not their fault. But that's the point where you would hope that Valerie would be like, mm, maybe not. Right. You know, because, it, like you said, it's very inappropriate for her to be drinking at a bar alone with her professor. But that's what happens. They have a couple drinks. And then he says, we'll be more comfortable in my room. And she was like, ooh, no. She's like, you have a room? She looks surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, yeah, it's part of the deal. Valerie, you fucking seduced Ray <laughs> by sabotaging his truck. Right. You don't, you don't think that he has a room at this hotel? Like, that, that's the, because they, they change her character so much. Right. Like, I could see this happening to Donna. Yes. But not to. This did happen to Donna. This would be like a, a you know, oh, I don't, I don't understand what's going on kind of thing. Remember in Paris with the modeling thing? This is exactly like what happened to Donna. I mean. I don't remember that. I remember that there was some modeling thing in Paris, but I didn't remember they were trying to fuck her. Yeah, eventually, like, the guy started to get inappropriate, and then she was like, oh, no, I can't be part of this. Okay. So, yeah. But, anyway. yeah, I, uh, like I said, this, this would make sense if it was Donna's character. Valerie should understand what's going on way before this. Yeah, but they're changing she's, her character so much that it just goes against what you, we know of her. Yeah, she's not naive. She's not innocent. And they're never going to change my mind. So if they continue to do this to her character, it's going to just piss me off. I mean, this, she's fucking Kelly Kapowski at this point. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she pulled out her innocent, wide-eyed Kelly Kapowski face today, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> she said, I'm only interested in, my, in your class. I'm not interested in you. Yeah, and she said it in a really mean tone, and I was like, ooh, that was a little harsh. It was a little harsh on the fucking uh, sexual harasser. But, I mean, I guess... Well, because at first I'm thinking maybe he misunderstood her, Mm -hmm. too. You know? Like, I could see how he could be not a sexual, you know... uh, What's the word I'm searching for? Uh, Pariah? Yeah, whatever. uh, Predator. Okay. Um, He could have just thought, hey, she's a pretty girl, and she looks up to me, and she she seems like she really likes me. Yeah, go ahead. 
What? I know a way she could look up at me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and then realize that he was wrong and then feel bad. But that's not that's not what happens. No. He doesn't feel bad. No, because he's fucking, he's, he's a serial assaulter. Yeah. So he gives her. Um, first, well, first, mm-hmm. okay, first, she comes back from this, from this whatever encounter with him. And Steve and Brandon and I think Claire. Yeah. And what's her name? The, Keats. The reporter. Keats. The last name is Keats. I don't remember her first yeah. name. All right. Uh, <laughs> John Keats is uh, sitting there um, and they're having dinner at the house. She walks in and they, they had said previously she's not going to be there. She was at some conference with a professor. She's like, wow, wow, she's really interested in that professor. Keats is like suspicious, right? Right. So she walks in and she's, they're like, oh, we didn't think you'd be home. And she's like, ah, I'm not hungry, you know, whatever. She storms off. It's clear that she's upset. Brandon walks up to her, just like, hey, what's going on, Val? And she says, do I look particularly trashy to you today, Brandon? <laughs> and he's like, what? And she's like, my dress, does it look trashy? No. Do I have uh, on my forehead, written across my forehead, a slut or, or easy. easy or something like that? And he's like, what's this all about? And, she, and she's like, I don't want to talk about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> How do you how do you broach the subject in that way? Right. And then be like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You obviously do want to talk about it. But she doesn't right away talk about it. No, she storms off. And then when she ends up getting a bad grade on her paper, as you predicted. She got a D, which is, you know, ironic because he wanted to give her a D. Just not on her paper. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> she says that he said that her paper was, you know, wonderful and amazing and all this stuff when, you know, he when, was trying when, to sleep with her. When his penis was talking. Right. And now it's a D. Right. So uh, she tells Keats. Well, she talks to... No, she, yeah, she does, because Keats is in the class. Yeah, and Donna and, and David. Dave, yeah, David. David and Keats. David yeah. and Keats. Okay, no Donna. Yet. Donna might have been there. I'm I don't sure. know. But she does tell them, they're like, oh, you have to report it. You have to report it. And she's like, I don't want to report it, because I don't want to be investigated. Uh, investigated. I don't want people to talk about me. She's afraid of being Anita Hild. She's afraid that they're going to say she's a slut. Right. Which, you know. She is. Okay, so public service. <laughs> Valerie's a fictional character right. that apparently Carol hates for some reason. Um, this does happen to real people in real life, and when it does, the reaction shouldn't be "Oh, they are whores." <laughs> You know, because this is a professor that has power over her. There's right. A, there's a lot of uh, sexual power saying. over people in this episode. But, you know, he clearly is a monster and and is in the wrong here. So to say, like, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want the wrong message to get sent. 
I'm not saying that it's her fault or that this happened because she's a slut. And she's actually trying to not be a slut in this episode. Uh But I'm just saying that her concern is valid because there's a lot of dirt they could dig up, which is what she says. She says, like, to David, she's like, I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of. She did come clean with everyone except David, I guess, uh, in the last time. Well, she she came clean with all the girls. Yeah. And he said, like, I don't care, and I'm going to support you whether you report him or not or whatever. That's what David said. David is being very stand-by-your-woman. And then she says to him, uh, will you be okay if I want to take things slow? That's the part I really, really have a problem with. Because you want David to get fucked? No, I don't care. He can go have crabs with Ariel again for all I care. (laughs) No, but she would never do that. Why? They don't explain why all of a sudden she wants to be like She's trying to change. a good girl. She's trying to change. But why? Because the writers want her to. See, because nothing happened to invoke this. I, I Well, yeah. I'm maybe Reliving the stuff about her dad, maybe? I don't know. I mean, well, okay. I guess when we think about it that way, maybe reliving the stuff about her dad's suicide... Maybe she was working through it with, you know, sex before, and now she's done with that part. Maybe she finally found a nice guy. Yeah. That yeah. she doesn't laugh when he takes his clothes off. <laughs> well, we, that we know of. He hasn't actually taken his clothes off with her yet. Right. I don't think he's taken his clothes off with, well, Claire, Claire, Claire and Ariel. Yeah. yeah. He's had sex. He's had sex. Anyway. So, that's where we're at with her, uh, well, no, the story finishes. Um, Yeah. Something happens. (laughs) As often on 90210, something does happen. That's correct. (laughs) Well, no, the Keats lady, she wants her to, like, give a statement, and she won't, but she has a whole list of other women, and where did she get this list? She talks to, so, Valerie talks to the ethics department. Yeah. And she's like, the ethics lady's basically like you, where she's like, well, you know, you probably are a whore, so we're going to investigate you. And she's like, forget it, forget it, you know, and she leaves. Um, crying, by the way, you know, vulnerable, hurt. He's trying to make me feel bad. Uh, if you you're just, just like, you joining just us, then maybe, you know, you'll think I'm a terrible person. But if you've been listening for a while, you know what Valerie's about. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know what Valerie's about. Tight sweaters. That's what she stands for. <laughs> um, so she, she leaves there, and Keats is basically like, hey, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I like, insinuated anything or whatever. That, you know, he's totally in the wrong. He's an asshole. She's totally on her side. So she starts investigating. I don't know where she got the names from. I assumed that she um, was calling ex-female students of his. Oh, maybe. And, you know, like Brandon said, about 1 a.m., a bunch of people started coming out of the woodwork uh, of fit former female students of his that he also fucking propositioned and everything. Yeah, so it turns out Valerie's not alone. She, and then she's also so, like mad at this dude because because she went and tried to talk to him and make peace and you know he was just a complete ass yeah he's like oh you went to the ethics department because keats called and then they called him and 
she's like, I didn't, you know, report you or whatever. And he says, yeah, well, you know, you're fucking going down for this. You, you don't think they're going to make you feel you're scared of being, like, outed as a whore? You know, guess what you're going to be. Yeah. He's all very, like, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's like, you're going to be humiliated by the time this is over. Yeah. So, yeah, he makes her feel like absolute shit. But that's when the <clears throat> she finds out that there's all these other women. Well, she goes to the thing, and she's like, I want to go on record with the story or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, you got company. And, and it's, you know, like literally dozens of women. And so he's going to be fired. Like the next day, he's going to be gone. So there's nothing for her to worry about. Yeah. Cause she's not even going to be investigated. He, he won't be on the episode again. Yeah. It'll be over. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing they're trying to convey is, like, it's okay. She stood up for herself and it worked out. I mean, what happens in reality... Is Anita Hill. Yeah. Because you get fucking, you know, embarrassed and shit like that. And uh, horribly unqualified uh, people like Clarence uh, Thomas get to be Supreme Court justices for the rest of their fucking life. Yep. And uh, Sorry to talk about politics, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Clarence Thomas is a joke. Um, anyway, so there are other storylines going on. There's a kind of a parallel storyline going on because yeah. we have Kelly's artist boyfriend. Right. Who's also in a relationship where sex and power are being manipulated. Yeah, so that lady who I swear to God is his mother, like she looks like his mother. It's so gross and creepy. I thought she was, well, I guess she's an art dealer. Yeah. She's his pat- patron. Yeah, but... Like, they have some kind of arrangement, it sounds like four years, yeah. where, like, he sleeps with her, and she he's basically at her beck and call, yeah. and then she funds his art projects and, like, Correct. lets him just yep. do art and pays she for his life. His, she funds his lifestyle, pays for his life, yeah. Let's him, you know, and then he sells the art, and presumably they split the money from that. And she's getting jealous about Kelly. Yeah, because he's getting serious. With Cal Cal. So, yeah, she's like, you better be careful. You know, you don't want to get feelings or, you know. Yeah, don't want to catch a case of feelings. Right. <laughs> could, could cause some problems. Right. And, I've um. Got a collection of knives. She, well, I mean, she basically says, like, I'll be, I'll, I can disappear or something. My money can disappear or something like that. Yeah. She threatens him. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, for, we're, we're feeling slightly sorry for Colin. I guess. I still don't really care I don't much like him, him either. And um, Kelly shows up to pick him up for his art opening. Mm-hmm. And this bitch is there who answers the door. And she's like, oh, he's in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and Kelly is just looking at her like, what is your problem? Mm-hmm. And she tells Kelly, what's up? It's like, haven't you figured it out yet? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, Mayor feels stupid, too. Mm-hmm. So Kelly takes off. I get to fuck him whenever I want. Yeah. You, you, she says, you can, you can borrow, borrow him. him, but I own him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when he finally finds out that the reason Kelly is not at his art opening is because of this bitch, because mm-hmm. she tells him that. Yeah. Because he's distracted. He's trying to find out where Kelly is. He's calling her. So she's like, oh, let me just tell you, she's not coming. The LA Times is there. Yeah. Everyone else is there too, besides besides David and Valerie. But Don, and Kelly. Don is there in some sort of outfit, some sort of outfit. Um, and then it backfires on her though because he's just like, "Well, fuck that! I'm leaving. I'm gonna go deal with Kelly." And he goes and deals with Kelly. 
And Kelly tells him, like, I would have more respect for you if you were, like, sweeping or something like that. Sweeping up as a a job. Yeah. She's like, you're a whore. She called, yeah, she fucking called him a whore. Which is correct. I mean, yeah. Technically. Yeah. And um, she's like, you know, you need to get a job. And and he's like, I will. She's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. And then... He starts sweeping her porch. Like, that's not what she fucking meant, you right. idiot. Like, like, I, like I said, <laughs> Kelly's inner dialogue is, I'm not paying you for that. <laughs> He's so stupid. What does he think? Does he really think that's making some kind of point? And she looked know. amused. She looked like that had some sort of effect. Right. What? <sighs> Whatever. Do you look amused if I swept up for you? I, I would look appreciative. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't like him like you said I would like him to just leave Ray yes. says goodbye to Donna in this episode and supposedly Raymond's, has left Raymond's like let me make you a coffee I'll put whipped cream on top of it yeah he made oh, her fancy fuck. coffee what kind of coffee is whipped cream on the top I don't know but anything with whipped cream on the coffee top is delicious yeah I, I like whipped cream got some whipped cream for you <laughs> But she flat out calls him out. Oh, and she also tells Kelly in this episode what had happened to her. That she was in an abusive relationship and everything. And she tells Ray, she's like, this is an abusive relationship and I don't want to do it anymore. I've been reading all about it and everything. And when you're nice to me, that's the honeymoon period. Because he brought up, like, how they had that nice summer. I told you that. And uh, he's like, um, he's like, uh, he goes, he goes, um, I don't know why you got to hang on to the past. Uh, I haven't done anything in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't beaten you in a while. Yeah, and cheated on her, by the way. Yeah. Cheated and beat her. Yeah. So, that the, supposedly he's gone. I hope it's true. Yeah, well, he's like, she's like, how's the album coming? He's like, oh, it's fine. He's like, yeah, that's not what it, your record producer uh, says. Says you missed the last three days or whatever. Yeah, because you were sick. He's like, I, I write my songs for you, Donna. <laughs> and then she comes up with the, the absolute cold line. Yeah, you didn't write any songs about uh, uh, storming downstairs. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I think she's really done with him. Well, yeah, they're done for sure. I just hope he's gone from the show. I, I can't imagine that he's not like he didn't really fit anywhere else. That's true. So. God, remember so long ago when we first met him when he was a construction worker. Yeah, and he seemed nice. Getting interviewed by uh, Donna. Yeah, Donna and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Because he was supposed to represent like the working man or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, you think I'm stupid, don't you? Remember? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not stupid. He's just an asshole. Well, hopefully he's gone. Hey, his mom got a, a nice cruise out of the whole deal. So. There you go. Something. Oh, but yeah. So that's their storyline. Brandon and and Keats, their storylines heavily and you know kind of tied up into the whole Valerie storyline. Yeah. Oh, and then there's Steve and Claire. Mm-hmm. Steve also got a hotel room in this episode. Yes. Well, he was going to get it for him and Claire to have sex after this art opening, but Claire says, "Let me get the room because first times are important to me." Mm-hmm. And earlier he had been saying, you know, she seems like the kind of girl that likes mirrors above the bed. I believe Brandon said that. No, he said it, and then Brandon just agreed. 
And uh, she's like, you know, I don't want any mirrors on the ceiling or anything. So it's like you can see right there they're kind of in a different frame of mind. Well, see, like the writers like to change people's characters. Because she does like handcuffs. She was the wild child that liked handcuffs. She handcuffed David, too. Yeah. David and Brant and herself. Yeah. You know, but, with, but with David and Brandon, she used handcuffs both those times. And was like the wild child and everything. And when they brought her back, it's like, this is a totally different character. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So she wanted it to be romantic. And and also she had gotten... Walking around in her see-through shirt. Did you notice that? No. She had a a shimmery kind of like see-through shirt. You could see she was wearing a dark bra. I don't know what color it was, Uh. but not good with colors. But you could see the bra underneath. You really like to see these see-through shirts, don't you? It's the second time you've mentioned these see-through shirts. When was I don't even notice I them. I don't know. Another episode, you brought it up. Well, you know, it's eye-catching. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's why it's a fashion statement, right? Right. But Steve goes the to... The thing ta- she was wearing at the art opening, by the way, mm-hmm. reminds me of something like you own. Oh, I don't remember what it was. No. What did it look like? I don't know. It was like a dress type thing. <laughs> I do own dress type things. So Steve went to check out this room mm-hmm. and finds a bag hidden behind the towels that's full of sexual props, including handcuffs and, and negligee. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I would not have assumed that she put it there. She said there's a surprise in the room for you. But before she said that, he found it and thought that it was hers. Oh, yeah. And it was hidden. Because he thinks she's a freak. Yeah. That's what Brandon's told him. Yeah. And David probably, too. Yeah. So, yeah. he's been researching her. (laughs) He's like, you know, we can watch Moonstruck. And she's like, oh, my favorite movie. We can order brownies and... uh, I can't remember the other thing. Yeah. An Italian dish. It's like, you know, I filled the room with uh, lilies or whatever. My favorite flower, you know. Mm. So, like, like, he's been researching her and Brandon... The the bre- the she's a whore part like comes from Brandon I'm sure, yeah. So it it goes awry because like she's excited about him you know coming up with all these details everything seems fine then he pulls out the sex bag and uh, she's by like, the way the surprise was that he got an A on his test and that seems messed up that she got a hold of his test that seems not right she said she talked to the professor I guess it, she fucked the professor right. In order to get the uh, the test results. So she's not sleeping with Steve because, you know, she thinks that he's an asshole now because he thought she might use these handcuffs. He was being a dick about it. Yeah. And then he brought up that he's been told that she likes to use handcuffs. Right. Which was not a smart thing to say. Yeah. Because she doesn't want you to tell her how you heard about how she is in bed from other dudes. Like, right. that's yeah, awful. No good. But he's, it's understandable that he thought that that stuff was hers. Yeah. But he could have handled it with a lot more grace. Well, yeah. He said he was an idiot like Steve is. He was very lecherous. Like, he got this goofy look on his face and, like. There's one character that hasn't really changed. Right. As soon as she, like, put up any kind of resistance to, like, hey, that's not mine, he should have backed off of it. Right. He should have been like, oh, fuck. I wonder who left this shit in here. Yeah. Like, not like, oh, what do you mean it's not yours? Let's take a look at this stuff. Isn't this hilarious? The stuff they left? Right. 
Yeah. yeah, he could have handled it way better. And then maybe after they did their initial whatever romantic sex, maybe she would like, hey, let's check out those handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Because she is that kind of girl, but she didn't want to be that kind of girl the first time. Right. And the thing is, is like, is that really that exciting, handcuffs? No. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think that would be good. Mm-mm. You don't think so, huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> you had a very strong visceral reaction to a hypothetical situation, Carol. Yeah, I just I can see a lot of ways that that, that could go wrong. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Could be a real Gerald's Game situation. Exactly. Oh, that's a creepy, creepy book. But yeah, I've never, uh, never really been into it, so tying up and all that stuff. I mean... Bondage can be okay under the right circumstances, oh, I would yeah. I would think, but not not with handcuffs. You would think, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that was all we had to say about the episode. Well, that's all we have to say about them. Yeah, we've still got Dylan. Oh my god, I was going to completely like gloss over Dylan. Oh yeah, my gosh, no, we still got Dylan. I mean, uh, Noxima girl wants to gloss over Dylan. I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, much, but... Yeah, so this is very Romeo and Juliet. Uh, she's got... Yeah, so what's-his-name is what? The the, the, the nurse. The nurse and the, I guess the nurse, yeah. yeah. Bruno. Bruno. Bruno the nurse. He's delivering their love notes. So uh, Dylan sees him in the coffee area of the quad or whatever. You and know, because yeah, how, how he watches yeah. Antonia. She's in class. He's having coffee. So With whipped cream on it. <laughs> What is it with you in this whipped cream coffee? I think Who puts a, whipped cream on coffee? I think it sounds delicious. I'm going to put whipped cream on coffee. Put, put whipped cream on you. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, Dylan brings a note to him for Tony. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to give it to her. He's like, but you care about her as much as I do, and this will make her feel better, so mm-hmm. give it to her. Yeah. And so the note's basically saying, you know, I really care about you, and... You know, what we have is more important than my vendetta against your dad, whatever. It was a very um, simple note. Yeah. And she looked all like, oh, my God. (laughs) He just wanted her to know it was real, that it wasn't, like, all pretend. Because that would be a terrible thing for her to think. I agree. Like, she needs to know that. But then she decides, well, if it was real, then I want to be with him still. So she sends a note with Bruno to him to meet her in the library it looks like it is a full front and back letter, but it literally just says, meet me in the library. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, because it's like, it's all, like I said, when you, it's like you said, it's a full front and back letter, and it's just her voiceover, meet me at the library. And you just exclaim, that's on the front and back. And I said, yeah, she just scrolled it with crayon, just <laughs> right. giant Dylan, meet me. <laughs> so they're There's like... There's also uh, Noxima product information on it as well. <laughs> right. So they're like, you know, back together and kissy and happy and holding hands. Fucking making out in the library like a couple of animals. Yeah. And uh, they walk out of the library just as her dad's pulling up. Bruno tries so hard to turn him around. Be like, oh, I don't want you to miss your plane. Oh, you want to go back. To, um, to yeah. murder somebody else's dad in a different city. Right. But he sees them together, and he tells her, get in the car. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, I don't want to get in the car. 
Dylan says too, I, I love your daughter. And he's like, I'm sure you do. He's basically like, look, you know, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. Mm. But, but he's like, if you stay with him, then you're no, no longer my daughter or whatever. Yep. He said, uh, you don't bother coming home. Mm-hmm. She stays with him. So now he has inherited another teenage runway. This one's just legal. Yeah. <laughs> so she's. Yeah. And hopefully he, he wasn't having sex with the other one. Brenda? Oh, is Brenda the teenage one? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I gotcha. I thought you were talking about his sister. Oh, God. No, she's not a teenager either. She is now. She's got to be now. Probably. But no, Brenda ran away from home, too. Yeah. And stayed I, with him. I, I remember. So she was crying in bed when he woke up in the morning. She's like, he was like, I hope this isn't about uh, yesterday. And she goes, no, it's just about the sex. <laughs> I thought it would be better. That, Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's all going to fall apart now that she has to live there because she has nowhere else to go? I can't imagine them staying together. Yeah. Her dad killed his dad. Well, and she's a rich princess type girl who has had everything handed to her her whole life. Although he's rich too, though. Yeah. I mean, she, he doesn't have like hired help rich, but he's rich too. Yeah. So, never mind. That'll be fine. Yeah. She misses her daddy, though. Yeah, apparently. And her mom must be dead. Yeah. So that's got to be rough. Died in a carp. I'm bomb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all that happens in the episode. Yep. So I'm thinking... What was it called again? Oh, I don't remember. Violated. Okay. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe we should try to do a commentary one time. Yeah, I think we're, it's, it's fun to like make comments... At the show, the problem is, is that um, it'll you'll have you'd have to watch it along with us. Yes, you'd have to go out and buy the tapes it would, for it to really make sense because we can't play the audio because then that's illegal, right? Yeah, so, that might be complicated. Know. We'll we'll see. we'll see. But in the meantime, it, you can Lake V nineteen ninety four at AOL com if you want to hear us do commentary on an episode while we're watching it. Yep, and you can check out our website at Mm www.rotrolatepeed.com and tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.